0: Uh, my name is Nina Martinez. Uh, Can you hear me, Maria? You can. Can you unmute, Maria? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay. All right, thank you. Hi, everyone. Um, My name is Nina Martinez. I'm the board chair of Latino Civic Alliance, and uh, before we start, all the lines are muted, and we will open for the presenters and open for Q&A. Before we start, I'd like to acknowledge that we do have some media on the Conference call, Yakima Herald, they've been uh, very helpful in running some stories, but just of transparency, they're on the line joining us. This is a public meeting. Um, again, my name is Nina Martinez, and myself and Maria Sanguenza, Commission of Hispanic Affairs, decided this is our fifth week uh, of putting together this calls to help coordinate what other leaders and or- communities are doing statewide. This is an opportunity to share information and get information from state agencies when applicable and we hope this has been helpful. Uh, We know that uh, so many of you are doing incredible work and we want to make sure during this COVID crisis that we can help one another. Um, Right now we're holding these meetings weekly and the goal is to keep this going until it's needed. Um, We know that participation is up and down. Uh, We want you to encourage you that you notify all your contacts within your network to join us when they can, because we appreciate uh, as much as we can to help one another, and the participation would be great. If you have any questions or comments, you can reach out to Maria at Hispanic at cha.gov, I believe I'm saying it right, or info at LatinoCivicAlliance.org, or you know what, you can just text me, um, 206-661-0051. Again, 206-661-0051. I want to move to our agenda today. Uh, what we did, we created a subcommittee of leaders that have been participating in these calls to help us put together our agenda. Um, that way we make sure that we're we're listening to everyone the best that we can. Um, one of the feedbacks that we got last uh, recently was that we changed things a little bit to, as we always invite state agencies to update us, and I think it's really critical to continue, that we minimize uh, the presentation times to allow what we initially want this to be with sharing information, what we're doing regionally. That way we're getting ideas, things that are working maybe in certain areas in Yakima, could work here in King County or vice versa. So, um, but we will continue to have guest speakers from the state agencies, but they'll just be a shorter time and they'll also uh, continue to be available for Q and A. So that's the goal is the first 30 minutes include some of the state agencies speak but also have presenters. Today we have uh, um, Diana Bettis, a state director of LULAC, going to talk about housing and we also will have Lawson update us on their efforts. Uh, Then the second part we'll open it up and talk uh, to get feedback from the different counties and what I'd like to be helpful when we open that up is that I will call out the counties and surrounding counties and leaders from that area to please, you know, talk, you know, share your comments or concerns or ideas during that time. That way, it helps us sort of organize uh, feedback that we're getting. So, why don't we get started uh, on our meeting? And I think our first would be Maria. You want to take over?
1: Yeah, I uh, have attempted to get DOH to come on today and I was unsuccessful to talk about the uh, um, race and ethnicity data that was just published on their website. Um, At the beginning of the week we had known for about a week that that information was going to be published and they were starting to dig into that a little bit more fully. Uh, While I was not able to get anybody uh, to join us today, I was able to get a little bit more information uh, and context behind the data, which I think is really important to um, at least have in the back of our minds while we we do scrutinize it. Uh, Right now, if you take a look at the website, and I'll go ahead and I'm not gonna be successful double tasking here, but bear with me. Um, If you take a look at the data right now, it does say that in positive cases, we are at 25% Latinx uh, individuals uh, coming up with positive uh, cases. And so we're overrepresented. Our total population of Latinos in Washington state is 13%. So we are well above and beyond um, what our share should be, really, if we're taking a look at the statistics. So at the beginning of this week, uh, oh, and I should talk about deaths. There's uh, two, two boxes, if you will, uh, tables of information. One is confirmed cases by race and ethnicity and then deaths by res- race and ethnicity. For the Hispanic Latino population, it's at 7% for deaths. So that's the two distinctions under which I'm going to be providing information. So under deaths at the beginning of the week, that information was incomplete by 33%. Maria, Maria, um, are
0: you sharing that? Are you sharing anything with us? I don't see anything. Oh. Are, you Are you just saying it's...
1: Okay. Yeah. Did I... Maybe I didn't press enter. See, this is what I mean about double tasking. Oh, yeah. It's in the chat box. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe it's me. Okay. All right. Thank you. All
1: right. <laughs> um, I'm willing to believe that it's also me. So anyway, at the beginning of the week, uh, the Department of Health was um, reporting that 33% of the death information was incomplete, um, but they did indicate that they were going to be updating it on the daily. As of today, the data is 11% unknown. Um, so what we have there is near completion. Um, I guess what the holdup there is information on death certificates um, and waiting for those that, that information to be reconciled. For the positive cases, uh, where it does indicate that we're at 25%, at the beginning of the week it said we were at 23, Um, about 60% of the data was missing uh, race and ethnicity information. Uh, At this point today, uh, we are missing about half of the data. So the 25% is based on uh, half of the data set that is complete. The other half of the data set that is incomplete is incomplete because the information is not being reported. And it's not being reported for a couple different reasons, uh, which are not the end-all be-all. There are probably other ones, but these are the ones that they indicated were the most common. Uh, One of them is being that the hospital does not collect information and therefore it's not reporting it to the county and it's not reporting it to the state or the county doesn't have a method by which to report this data, so they're not funneling that information from the hospital to DOH. Um, And then the third, and I've got a question for clarification, is that some counties are just not reporting it. And they're not reporting it because, again, they can't or because they won't. Um, And so I think it's really important for us to understand who is not willing to report that data so that we can have conversations at the local level uh, as to why that's not happening and why, why they're not refusing. So that is the information that I've been able to gather. Uh, another thing that I was told is that one factor that we have to consider in this uh, data is that the people who have had access to testing is not reflective of the state population. Um, and so if we ask ourselves who's being tested, who's being, um, um, who's had access, then it also opens the door for further questions. Um, and we, one thing that we do know is that there's very little access in some pockets where there is a high density of Latino population. So we have to ask ourselves, is the 25% high? Maybe. Is the 25% low? We don't know. Uh, so as I find out more information, I will let you guys know.
0: There's a question here. Is the data broken down by county or cities? no it's not I, so, I don't think I think people can see the graph I think your link in the chat box but they're not there's a comment here uh that's shared in the chat in the chat box but not on the screen I don't know there's a way to do that there is hold on and that question that, that came from hold on everybody let's see
1: technology is fun and sometimes I forget that I can okay. use it to my advantage can so Okay, so those on the phone. I'm sorry, um, you're not going to be able to see a screen here, but we can take a look at uh, confirmed cases by age and gender, which is what the information historically has been uh, available since the beginning of the crisis. Uh, This is the race and ethnicity data that is now available. Uh, These are confirmed cases. Right now, we see Hispanic at 25%. We see an overrepresentation of Asian, uh, starting to see an overrepresentation in the Black community as well. And in deaths, we are at 7%. Um, deaths for the Asian population, 11%, which is overrepresented there. So I'm just concentrating on communities of color, but of course, we are um, taking a look at this information for our community.
0: Okay. All right. Why don't we take open this up for just a few questions, and then we'll move on to our presenter, um, Diana Perez. Any questions, everyone? Oh.
2: Hi, everybody. It's Oscar with Latino
3: Community Quick question: Is there a way to get it broken down through the Department of Health or some some other avenue, just so we can maybe advocate for regional resources wherever the concentration is focused at?
1: That is another question that we have been asking. Uh, right now, what I'm doing personally is reaching out to my local health department so that they can make that data available. Um, and this is something that I'm doing personally here, even though our Latino population isn't as high. Um, but we can we can work together to kind of advocate on both avenues um, at our local level to, to have them be more transparent with, uh, with people that live in their county, right? And then at the, at the state level, the, those are questions that I'm also asking about, um, making it obvious. Because then at that point, we will be seeing who, who's not sharing their data for whatever reason.
0: Maybe what we could do, um, we could talk about the steering committee creating a, a template or short for that, all the leaders here can share and start reaching out to their counties. We know they play a major role. So that might be an idea to do. All right, um, another question before we move on to our next presenter. All right, why don't we move on to Diana Perez? Are you on the line?
4: Nina, there's another question. The oh, OK,
0: OK. OK,
4: here's a question. Nina,
0: Thurston, can-,
5: can I jump in, too when I get a chance, or uh, do you want sure. me to wait? Uh, sure. So this is regarding uh, okay. the same mission. With- yeah.
0: Uh, Jose, I think so when this- we- yesterday you were going to talk about that in your region. Yeah. We wait. OK. Yeah, I'll wait. I'll OK, wait. thank you. Thank you. Uh, there's a question here. Um, have we heard from FQHCS regarding access to care, testing for Latino community? I guess we'll have to get that. Do You see that question, Maria?
1: Yeah, Armando, could you message me uh, and let me know what kind of information we should be digging? Because uh, the short answer to that is I haven't reached no, out to no. the FQHCs. So. And, there's just a com-
0: mm-hmm. and there's just a comment before we move on is Thurston County Health Department isn't sharing data. They said it's to protect the persons infected. All right, we need to look into that because that should be public information. All right, so we need to tackle that. Um, thank you for sharing that, Elena. All right. Um, and I think the, all right, so why don't we move on to uh, Diana Pettis? are you on the line? Diana? All right. Why don't
6: we move? Is uh, Watson on? Montserrat, are you on? Hi folks. Yes, I'm on. Sorry, give me one second. All right. Why don't you take
0: the floor? Just give us an update. Give me one
6: second. The the perks of multitasking and double booking yourself. So, Uh, hello everybody. My name is Montserrat Padilla. I'm one of the co-directors of the Washington Immigrant Solidarity Network. Uh, Brenda is also on the call. Who is the east side or the other co-director and um, resides in Tri-Cities. Um, we're a statewide network that does immigration, deportation defense across the state. Uh, and we have been working on a COVID-19 uh, immigrant health response. Um, I wanted to give three major updates today. Uh, one was give you an update, uh, a, a new update regarding the statewide COVID-19 relief fund. Um, we have received over 9,000 applicants from across the state Uh, The number one place where we're receiving most of the applicants continue to be King County. The second one is Nahomish County and then the third is Yakima County. And of course we have received from other, I believe over 20 different counties, uh, folks who have applied um, to this fund. Um, In addition, uh, a good update is that we have uh, fundraised over $400,000 and we are continuing to work with county um, elected officials to see if there's any uh, funds that there might be available to ensure that we are connecting their county applicants to the need that is represented for their area. Um, and so I'm really grateful for all the folks on this call who have been working with the Washington Dream Coalition to ensure that our communities are being um, supported. Diana Perez is actually here and she'll share a little bit about her Southwest update and their partnership with the Washington Dream Coalition. Um, but um, yeah, so I just wanted to give you that update. Already a hundred and uh, 10 folks have been uh, awarded some of the fundraising, um, have been distributed some of the funds, and we're doing uh, an approach of staggered so that, um, again, it's not a just the first come, first serve, because we know that that's not equitable, and so that people are really being looked into um, different ways uh, that they can start applying. We're also providing technical assistance if they're having a hard time to apply through our community hotline, which is 1 844 724 3737. I'll put those numbers in the chat box once I'm done speaking. Um, but Um, uh, Up next, we're gonna be considering other counties to distribute some of those funds. Uh, The second thing I wanted to share is that a coalition, uh, a diverse coalition of folks, including folks from the Latino Civic Alliance, have been working on ways to demand that the state acts upon a work, uh, undocumented workers relief fund. Uh, We just saw yesterday how California beat us to the punch and I'm slightly ashamed um, that they beat us to the punch because we know that Washington can and must do better. But uh, we are demanding that, Governor Inslee enacts uh, with this disaster relief funds that they're now receiving from the federal government to protect immigrant workers, knowing that we continue to be the essential backbone of this country, especially under this pandemic. Um, um, and we are having to struggle between choosing to have to go to work um, and if we get sick, what comes after, right? If we're gonna have a roof over our heads or food in our tables. And so uh, we're urging Governor Inslee and the state uh, legislature to one, Immediately act on a worker relief fund of $100 million for undocumented communities and undocumented workers across the state. Um, in addition, for them to cons- uh, to go into special session uh, to enact a, a permanent program for unemployment protections for undocumented workers. Uh, again. Um, we have been told for so long that this has never been possible, but yet again, California beat us to the punch and cities like Minneapolis also beat us to the punch, right? Um, I also wanna give an update that, uh, or maybe someone from the city of Seattle will be here that can give an update, but the city of Seattle uh, will soon be hopefully launching a loan program um, for the city of Seattle specifically, but um, that could potentially be an update for next week. Um, and then lastly, uh, oh so for particularly for, for those demands we have a, a coalition letter that we're urging everybody to sign on again i'm going to put the sign on letter on the bottom uh but that, am i missing anything else that folks should be aware of at the moment
0: uh, yeah i did that uh, just before we move to the housing uh, there's a question i think is important uh what are you doing to protect data of people who apply
6: uh we are deleting the applica- the data right away where um, So the applications are being processed, folks are being reached out to, and then the data is being no longer adopted.
0: Okay, so other than the name, the phone, and the email, we're not asking for any other identifying information like immigration status.
6: Yeah, no, 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 no immigration status. The, actually, the application is very like low barrier. So there's very, very few questions that are being asked. Um, Parts of the reason why 90,000 folks have applied is because it's so sure. accessible. Um, sure. over uh, Even the payment process, folks are being cut out checks uh, or um, they're being sent, you know, if they, they have the capacity to receive Venmo, that is also another way that folks are receiving some of these funds. Okay. Um, and I, I would just share a little bit of the reflection of what uh, from the 110 folks who have already been told that they will be receiving some of the funding. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Folks who are receiving the funding, many of them actually have contracted COVID-19. Um, it has been really sad and painful, just the stories of our communities. Um, the major narratives that we're hearing from folks who are applying and folks across rural communities is that our undocumented communities felt feels forgotten uh, from the state and feels forgotten from many safety net programs and our local leadership uh, when okay. we are being told to take orders and that um, that is a consistent narrative that we're hearing from crying mothers uh, crying fathers who are desperate for food and and, and are, are concerned about a roof over their heads and so um, we right. want to make sure that our folks are not left behind. Right. Um, I'm putting the, letter, the, the other cards here. All
0: right well thank you so much. Well why don't we leave uh some more maybe some questions later but let's move on. Thank you. Monza. Wonderful work to both of you and uh we our community was very grateful. Thank you. Why don't we move to Diana Pettis now to talk about housing and ask the, a call to action that she wants to talk to us about.
7: Diana? Great, thank you. Um, If I could please get a thumbs up that people can hear me. Yes, I think we can. Okay, Um, good afternoon everyone. I'm going to talk to you a bit about the housing and that was one of the issues, first issues that came up when the steering committee started meeting. And um, as you know, on March 18th, um, in response to the state of emergency caused by COVID-19, Governor Inslee issued the public proclamation on eviction which provides those protections for the residential tenants from eviction for non-payment and this is supposed to be until April 17th tomorrow Um, I haven't heard anything of it being extended or if that will be announced today Maria if you have any information to add to that let us know Um, the intention of that proclamation was to protect uh, a population who was going to be impacted by the economic fallout and to reduce the number of people who would become homeless as a result of becoming um, or being evicted. And so the moratorium on the evictions allows the tenants to remain in their home so that proper social distancing could have that chance of being carried out. However, the eviction proclamation has left out some significant um, subsections of the renter population who also need eviction protection. So we don't believe that an eviction proclamation is enough to protect our uh, Washingtonians from being evicted or becoming homeless or for actually meeting the goals of health and safety policies. And we have submitted a letter um, with several groups that have signed on to Governor Jay Inslee and um, it's an electronic message. That was sent on April 8th, requesting that he address some of the gaps in the eviction proclamation and to suspend or freeze rent lease or mortgage during uh, the pandemic. So just in a nutshell of some of the items that are not included in the eviction moratorium right now are uh, protection from eviction for the mobile home tenants and protection from eviction for tenants who have term leases that would terminate during this crisis. And also there seems to be um, a circumvention by the landlords and others on the moratorium. And so you see quite a bit of letters being issued by landlords um, with threats or thou shall pay um, or to work with them to come up with a, a plan. Um, The other area are RV parks, Uh, so that wasn't clearly stated in there, and we are also asking that the moratorium be um, extended again uh, for 90 days, and again, that suspension of rent, lease, and mortgage for residential and small business tenants, and um, this kind of follows what New York has been doing as well. Um, the other thing is, if there was a repayment, that we would have repayment plans with extended time frames and a sliding scale. So, putting in place a repayment plan um, to help the transition when the moratorium ends. The problem is that when the eviction um, is lifted, it doesn't keep e- the eviction from happening when somebody wasn't able to pay their rent. Um, The other thing that we're requesting is rental and mortgage assistance. So for the state to have a statewide rental relief plan that would provide that immediate aid to our Washington residents, regardless of status, um, who are struggling to pay their rent after the proclamation is lifted. So as you can tell, the livability and the housing is a big issue for everyone. And um, we're gonna, gonna have a call to action here because but I'm, we have not heard back from the governor's office on this letter. Um, what we have heard uh, is that they're hoping that this eviction moratorium is uh, what is gonna help people as we all know that 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 is very limited. And the other thing is the, that the governor uh, would have to have legislation in session in order to uh, have this rent-free suspension. So that is what we're hearing back. So we were thinking about, we want to do a call to action on that, Uh, starting a petition. You'll see that going around through change.org on um, Facebook, or we'll send that out. And then also we'll have a script for an email or a call to the governor with some suggested language there. And and, um, so keep an eye on that. And that is a quick summary of where we're at. Diana,
0: so, Diana, that's wonderful. So, so you know, we've participated in Call to Action. Is there a way right now that everyone online, they want to email you or contact you just to make sure? Because there are people on the phone, too, that um, that may not have access to internet or
7: um, what's the best way? Do you have an email address? Yeah, yeah. so what I would um, recommend is on the group chat, a couple of things. If you want, um, I could send you a copy of that letter. So just put on the group chat your email and I'll be happy to uh, send you a copy of that letter. And then I have your email so I could send you also the uh, the call to action. If you do not have that group chat, um, can you please email the Latino Civic Alliance? Uh, Nina, we or is it Cha? Maria, I'm trying
0: yeah. to remember which one. Yeah, you could use you, you could use Cha. Maria, I want you to say the address right now. And then and we're gonna include it in the, the meeting notes too, anyway. But Maria, you want to say the email address?
1: Uh, it's Hispanic at Cha.wa.gov. I think I can share files through our chat box, however. So let me I'm poking around
7: uh, Okay and seeing if I can immediately share this right now. Okay, right. Excellent. So the Thank you. The other thing, uh, the next step in addition to that call to action is a follow-up letter, um, just echoing what other states are doing. For example, uh, waiving mortgage payments based on financial hardship, no negative reporting to credit bureaus, having a grace period for loan modification, no late payment fees, and so forth. So just um, if you give us your email, we could send you an update on that.
0: Excellent, Diana. All right. I'm sure everyone on this call is here to help and working together. That's a This is a great initiative, important one. Um, why don't we take uh, maybe two questions before we open it up for the regional updates? Any questions for Diana?
8: Yes, I, I have one if I may. Sure. Hi Diana, this is Armando. Um, in your In your letter to the governor, did you by any chance consider adding, I don't know if you have already, hotels? in that same proclamation, we've come across some families who are kind of in this limbo. They don't have any stable housing. They don't have um, even what I would consider now temporary housing and in a formal fashion, they're being supported through like these vouchers for farm workers, for example. And they're finding themselves in this this situation where they're being um, let go from the hotels at the same time and they have no other option to get any temporary housing, obviously because of social distancing at this time so if there could be some kind of language included for hotels and we know depending on the situation and then we've heard this from our partners in, in uh, justice project um, hotels can be an extension of temporary housing just so mm-hmm. we can keep roof over uh, people's homes at this time
7: excellent point thank you armando i will include that i know the washington low-income housing alliance also sent a letter um, so we'll just need to look at that and see if they included any language. That way we can be in alignment. And if not, we can work together to, to add that.
8: Absolutely. So I'll be in touch with you and I'll connect you with one of our partners in, the, in Justice Project so he can give you some more of the details and see if he can recommend anything as well.
0: All right,
8: excellent. One yeah. more question please. One more question. Uh, this is Enrique uh, Armando. I I really appreciate uh what you just mentioned
4: and hope it couldn't be included. With that said, um, we've have we've had some families here in Skagit County that their background checks have some um some some negative um feedbacks from from uh from other places that they've been at. But anyways, what I'm trying to get at is that their historical background checks is exc- excluding vulnerable families access to a uh, housing and shelter right now. Um, and I've noticed some families um, still uh, homeless because they, the background checks aren't um, cutting it. So how, how can we stop that? So I put that in the, in the uh, chat box. Okay.
7: Thank you,
0: Okay, excellent point. Oh, this is a challenging time, but these are excellent points. All right, everyone, why don't we move to open up our regional updates, and this is an opportunity to share Um, some concerns you have, some positive information, maybe things, uh, programs that are working. Let's try to keep this to one to two minutes each so that everyone can share, please. Why don't we start with Yakima County? Gabriel, I think you wanted to, let's start with you, Gabriel, and then anyone in the Yakima County surrounding areas, please. That includes Benton County too and
3: Franklin. Gabriel? Gabriel Munoz, are you on the line? I saw you.
0: All right, anyone from Yakima and Franklin or Benton County?
3: Hi,
9: everyone. Um, I'm um, part of the leadership circle for 350 Yakima Climate Action. We're the local chapter for um, an international climate organization. Next week is the 50th anniversary of Earth Day, um, which uh, was founded after the largest oil spill on land in US history in Santa Barbara County in 1969. Um, And this year, the theme of Earth Day internationally is climate justice. Um, We know that immigrants and Latinos are on the front lines of um, the climate crisis like the farm worker who died in 2017 during heat waves and um, wildfires in um, uh, Whatcom County. Néstor Ibarra Silva and all of his co-workers were deported after they walked out of the job um, in protest. And so um, we're holding, um, there's going going to be statewide and interna- and like national days of action okay. next week. So there's a lot of resources that the Washington Youth Climate Strike is holding a series of workshops next week because it's a national day of action on wednesday which is the actual earth day thursday and friday okay um, but here in yakima we're hosting a panel about climate justice in the yakima valley we're going to have okay. speakers um from lulac from friends of toppenage creek from nuestra casa in sunnyside I'm um, from the Kawachi Canyon Conservancy, and I'm um, also from the Native Community in the Yakima Reservation. Okay. Um, and we're also going to have other events throughout the day. That's going to be on Saturday, the 25th, um, and it's all going to be virtual. So, okay. I'm going to share this sign-up sheet, please. I mean, sorry, this sign-up link. Okay. for our local earth day events. Um also the the, the uh, climate alliance for jobs and clean energy um, which is around for the past five years has shared a lot of resources about covid nineteen okay. because a lot right. of workers you know like safety like Grocery workers, healthcare workers are on the front line
2: right.
9: of the COVID nineteen crisis. So it's also really important to connect with our labor partners. Okay, for about especially because, as we know, most many of these workers who are in precarious occupations, are undocumented, or like, okay. are. You know, Felipe, we're uh, having trouble. You know, I'm having so, trouble, Felipe. Anyway, just wanted to share that, and I'll share the information about. Thank you. Day. Thank you so much. Look, um, in the chat.
0: Thank, thank, you, Felipe. Thank you. All right.
9: Uh, oh, I, I was, I, I was done speaking. Oh well, we want to. I, I know my. Um, I think my internet froze. Yeah. It, it. I did. I had nothing else to add.
0: Okay. Thank you, Felipe. Thank you. Um, everyone
3: else, can you jump on now? I hear- yes, I am. Thank you so much, Nina. Um, my name is Gabriel Muñoz. I'm the Eastern Vice Chair for Latino Civic Alliance. And I just want to thank everybody for being on these calls, all the organizations that um, have been working with all of us, right? And uh, we want to continue work to work with organizations and people that are willing to organize and continue to talk about the needs of the farm workers. Um, we're able to get on a phone call last week with Alejandro, he's the, um, I'm sorry Nina, I'm having a hard time with uh, his position with Governor Inslee, but we talked about farm workers and um, he talked about some of the things that we're working on, uh, but at the same time, we talked about some of the needs that people aren't talking about. A lot of farm workers are still having a hard time uh, staying safe out there with proper um, uh, 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 sanitizing equipment, Things to wash their hands, clean bathrooms. Um, They're not, they're still having a hard time keeping that social distancing. Uh, A lot of the farm workers, or a lot of the farmers, aren't taking um, this stuff seriously. And a lot of the farm workers are still kind of worried, afraid. Um, They want to be able to stay home sometimes to take care of their kids because their kids do have uh, underlying health conditions like cancer and things like that. But they're also afraid that they could lose their jobs. And so what we wanna be able to do moving forward is to continue uh, what we're doing, but at the same time, we wanna really get the word out there to all these agencies and uh, Governor Inslee. And so for that, um, I do wanna put out my information out there. If you wanna work with us to make sure that uh, farm workers' voices are being heard, um, you could email me at gabriel at Latino Civic Alliance. Or my phone number is 509-830-5351. And one of the things that we're working on is the health aspect of this and the messaging aspect of this as well. Um, Because it's really important to make sure that uh, farm workers directly are getting the information they need to stay safe. And not only that, to get these, um, these resources, Montserrat was talking about how Yakima is one of those um, cities that are 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 seeking, but they're they're not there yet, and so we want to make sure that Eastern Washington has a voice in this as well, as well as the farm workers. All
0: right, um, thank you. All right, Gabriel. Gabriel, why don't we do this? Uh, just repeat your phone number. So what you're asking is yeah. clarifying. There's going to be a organizing effort uh, to make sure that that we need to take it the next step. Okay, I think that the government agencies have been sharing what they're doing, but. At this point, we need to, we need to ramp it up. Right. We need to start really putting uh, the, the harvest has started the h2a guest workers are coming And there has to be an organizing effort on the on the grassroots community level is what you're saying and that you are going to be organizing this. And so what is your phone number again so people can reach out to you. I think texting would be the easiest it's, more yes, effective. it's- So what is your number again and then we can move on.
3: Phone number 509 830 5351, and my email is Gabriel should... Latino Civic Alliance. Okay, all right, and well, yeah, okay. thank, thank you, Nina. What we're gonna do again is organize, um, organize to make sure that we are keeping our farm workers safe and take it to the next level.
0: Thank you. Yeah. All right, let's move to um, anyone else in uh, Benton, Franklin County, Tri Cities, please. Okay, let's move on to Grant County, uh, Quincy, yeah,
3: uh, Moses Lake. Even uh, Spokane.
0: All right, let's move to Wenatchee, Shalane, that area. Hi,
10: this is
0: Karina. Uh,
10: yeah. Okay, who is this? Karina Vega Villa. Norma. Hi, Hi, Karina. Do you want to start, Norma?
4: You go go ahead, Karina, that's fine, go ahead.
10: Sure. So um, what we have done in in Winache is we started a group that focused first on creating um, a place to collect local funds for our immigrant community. So we are starting a GoFundMe for immigrant community members. And we have also, uh, we wrote an op-ed for the uh, Wenatchee Win- World okay. um, to support agricultural workers. And the next uh, step is going to focus on education.
0: Wonderful, wonderful. When was, it,
10: when was the op-ed published? And right now, we are, uh, we are sending the information. So we're hoping that okay. it will be published this weekend. So we are exchanging um, information with the newspaper, but they are very interested. They are, um, they want to feature stories of farm workers in the newspaper. Okay. And so we got to work locally to figure out how that would be possible. Um, And I'm thinking maybe inviting them to these uh, sessions would also be important. Okay. Thank you, Kamei. That's wonderful.
0: Uh, Norma?
4: Uh, uh, thank you, Karina. I think that's uh, that's very good. Uh, Karina is leading a great group here, including me, including myself. I think that I, I can only add to what Karina said that in the last two weeks, I have, I have seen uh, a tremendous amount of support as far as going out and doing bilingual or Spanish um, information towards on how people should be protecting themselves. And I've seen that and due to a few of us that did step up and encourage and requested that information to be done in Spanish. So that's really good news for us.
0: Okay, okay, excellent. Um, All right, anyone else from Wenatchee, that area? All right. I always like to close with King County and Snohomish, but it's like to start off with the other parts of the state. So why don't we move to Gadget? Gadget, Whatcom County. Can you hear me? Now? Can you um, hear me? Yes, is this Jose?
5: Yes. yes. Yeah, this is uh, Jose. And I, uh, you know, I support everything that's being said. I think we need to get to the next level of, uh, you know, coming together on on, on, uh, on certain points and same agreements. I think we need to go to the next level where we start, you know, pushing and uh, making them responsible. You know, we were doing all the work and we're not getting too much response. So we have to now get to the point where we're demanding. And I think we need to get all the organizations and all of our members together. You know, I'm with Catholic Community Services, and uh, we represent over 3,000 employees, plus all of our people that live in um, in our in our farm worker housing and sh- shelters. Uh, so I think we need to start working with other organizations that feel the same way that we do, and with all of our community members. Um, so I'm going to start talking a little bit about the health department, and it, it came up and other conversations, but, uh, uh, you know, for example, uh, you know, I don't know that they're prepared and um, at least here in the community, I've been having conversations and Jacob brought it up and other people brought it up, you know, how do we make sure that they have funding and the funding that they have that they should let us know, especially, you know, hotels came up uh, isolating people if they get sick, whether it's in apartment complexes or whether it's in the farm worker community. We need to have vouchers to make sure that we could isolate folks and support those families. And the other thing that I'm, um, you know, we run a food bank, but there's people that are sick at their homes and who's looking out for them? Um, you know, it's just too much work for for us. Uh, you know, we doubled our, our you know, uh, the support that we're doing in one week we had, a uh, You know, we were serving 150 families to 200. Last week, the numbers almost doubled where we're helping over 300 families. So, you know, it's really, really hard. Uh, You know, people are losing their jobs uh, left and right. Uh, So there's a lot of demand for that. Uh, You know, with protective services uh, or protective, uh, you know, resources and materials, you know, we get a lot of promises from the feds and from the states, but we're not receiving any of that to distribute to uh you know of course farm workers but all of the people in the community we don't have no gloves we don't have no mask and we don't have nothing else that's coming in, uh, up to any any of us um of okay. course um, you know people are losing their lives uh so you know we need to know you know how are we going to support the families uh with funeral costs or anything that's associated with that uh you know it's it's, uh, it's a very hard uh, times that we're going through um you know the other thing that I brought up this, and I brought it up a several times, is the the state needs to tell the, to tell us uh, which counties have Spanish speakers within their health departments. Uh, you know we have Hispanics all over the Washington, and uh, you know it's really hard and how the wasteful a lot of our departments are, where they're multiplying the same materials or doing their own materials and translating their own materials where it could all come from the state. Uh, you know, the different departments that I've talked to, they, all, they were all doing their own uh, information. Um, the, I think the last thing is, um, again, uh, you know, we had a, a good conversation last, last yesterday on how do we come together you know, maybe not just so in Washington, but with other states, uh, I think we got to go back and, and and realize that, you know, we're not where we were uh, many years ago where we were. Uh, we used to do our own work. I think it's time to come together and tar- start demanding and protesting. You know, we, we can't be waiting for a handout anymore. We're, you know, we're smart enough and uh, we're powerful enough to start demanding and we need to include all of our organizations and all of our members and, you know, anybody that we could come and that, that believes to, like us to start demanding. That's all Absolutely. I got. Thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, Jose, and I think now is the time we've come. There's a lot of frustration of uh, how things are moving at this point. Like I mentioned, it's about ramping up and organizing and uniting and, you know, also always um, really in organizing, and I think it's time now. I mean, it, I think this is a collaborative effort. We're all in this together, including state agencies and county. But there comes a point where we have to really start, you know, we need to push when we need to. And it's at that point now, it's, it is. So thank well, you. Why don't we, Jose, yeah. if you don't mind, I need to get around to some other. Yeah,
5: the- Yeah, go ahead. Okay.
0: Um, why don't we move on to um, Vancouver area, Clark
2: um, County. Hello, this is Carmen McKibben from Vancouver. How's everybody? Hi, Carmen, thank you. Uh, I'm going to, there's many things, but I know I've got short time. I was just going to mention going back to our uh, uh, Latinx business community. Uh, for those that don't know, I work on a, sit on a business association um, in Vancouver that our big portion of our folks that we support business owners are Latinx, um, immigrant uh, community, people of color. And uh, we were blessed, our organization, to receive some funding to help support um, our folks. A lot of them are restaurant owners, uh, retail, et cetera. And unfortunately, the amount is great, but um, it's only gonna last a couple of months. And again, this is a full circle, right? That we have many business owners throughout our state uh, of mixed statuses, and or uh, they're undocumented, and none of the federal help right um, is gonna benefit them because a lot of them you require social security. My question, I have a question, what is being done at all regarding um, funding, any innovative ideas to help our uh, folks under these circumstances? Like I said, we're one organization down here in, in Vancouver, and we're only specifically supporting right uh, a specific neighborhood. But there's plenty other uh, Latino Raza business owners elsewhere in our community that unfortunately we can't help. We sure. only have so much amount. So, so- And that was one, one thing, and, and the second was mental health. I keep hearing that sure. a lot with parents, um, and especially parents with special needs. And I know I missed the um, Tuesday meeting. I just had too much going on, but I don't know if that was touched on. Sure. Uh,
0: So, Carmen, what I'd like to do, so we move on to Pierce County. I know some people want to talk there. What I'd like you to do is uh, Mayor Matha. Jimmy Matha is working with a lot of small businesses, and there's been a lot of movement. The challenges. I'd like you both to connect. Maybe what we should do for next week is bring on small business as a as a presenter. And so, why don't we talk about that offline? Okay. Maria, I don't know if you know, um, on a state level, if there's any dollars allocated for small businesses. If you do, if not, maybe we could work on that, talk to the steering committee. But they're struggling really big time. Right. Yeah,
1: um, that would probably be commerce. And they do have a fund that they uh Announced last week for 10,000. It's only $10,000 grants, but there were $5 million total specifically allocated to uh, Small businesses with employees under 10 uh, and the application process is still open. I can forward information on um, on that. Okay, the great thing about this program is that they Uh, realized that the application was very technical, and so they contracted with uh, 10 community organizations across the state so that they could provide technical assistance to these businesses, so um, I'll send that.
0: Maria, is that PAN available for all small
10: business, including undocumented?
1: I don't know if they ask for social security information or uh, ITIN information. Taking a look at the application, I don't think that that was actually a requirement. They just wanted the UBI um, information, so.
0: That's a good comment. And I think that for next week, we really need to be able to share this. We need to get into that. I know there's some dollars, some funds, but let's look into that. Um, uh, And just to close, uh, as we move to Pierce County, um, mental health is a big issue. Um, If we look at the isolation of our community members, and we look at the isolation of children, there have been some suicides that were reported to LCA and uh, a 14-year-old recently. And we know this, so what we're doing is gonna be inviting, I'm gonna to present to the steering committee that we bring on uh, Mark and behavioral health experts to talk about the work they're doing with health, fellow health. Because as you Nina, know, yeah,
5: host, Yes. Nina, I wanna just say, uh, if you could put something, invite it and send it to our, our director You know, that's that's a a lot of what we do. So please you know, put a message together and send it to Michael and see how we could respond around mental health. We're mirroring up and we're figuring out how to support the Hispanic community, especially.
0: Right, we can talk about that in the steering committee. I'm just wanting to share with you that is a major concern. All right, let's move to um, Pierce County. Someone wanted to talk? an update from Pierce County area
1: I believe that that was Yasmin from Centro Latino Yasmin are you still with us
0: All right why don't Let's we move, move on to, why don't we move to Snohomish County All right and why don't we close with County All right. All right. So, um, I think some of the takeaways today would be that um, for next week is um, we have several call to action. We have the housing call action important. Uh, the another takeaway is um, uh, uh, some of the efforts done in the county for the farm ag worker and also when So, I think those leaders need to collaborate. Um, especially, I think one of the biggest things is partnering with media to make sure that. Uh, those op-eds are, are complete. Those are a really great venue you know, to get the word out, to educate. And also, you know, for the food in general and the agricultural issues, this is impacting all Washingtonians. So all Washingtonians should care about this. And so think about the messaging that will include, you know, everyone else to help out with this, this, this instrumental. Um, so then the next would be, as for next week, is presenting um, the C-Mark Health Wants to Talk to Presentator Behavioral Health. Uh, before we close, any closing comments before we move on? Yeah, Nina. Nina,
11: ¿me puedes dar un espacio?
0: Who's calling? Who's asking?
11: Soy, está hablando Anita. Oh, si quieres escuchar sí, Anita sí. y luego puedo darme un espacio a mí. Okay, okay. Gracias. Pues, uh-huh. okay. Nina, lo no,
4: no mío va a ser bastante corto. Uh, i just like to report on some of the things that I have been busy with. Okay. Uh, for instance, I have a meeting at 2.30 today with the um uh, the Economic Development Director from Adams County, because they have been having a lot of issues of language access to disseminate information to their ethnic community, so I'll be meeting with him today. Okay. And in regards to the uh, Tyson Packing Company in uh, Walla Walla. Uh, you know, I am aware that labor and industries knows about this. Uh, but I hear that there are like 32 people who have, been, have contracted the virus and they are not getting any of the protection uh, supplies that they are supposed to. And uh, I'm talking with El and I, uh they have not heard anybody complaining. They they're not uh so I don't know what if is being done. Uh I know that if you he will be right there and, and working on it. So I haven't had the chance to talk to him, but I might. <laughs> and, uh, with regards to Thurston County and Mason County and Great Harbor and Lewis County. We have been coordinated with partners in the community as far as food and housing. And for the housing situation, since we don't have the uh, food, we have been able to write letters to the landlords to postpone their due rent and and things of of the sort. Okay.
0: Uh, In regard to the Tyson, can you contact me? I'd like to give you some recommendations and let's look into that um, because
4: this is serious. Okay. the only thing that i heard that you say to contact you the rest it got lost but i will contact okay you. yeah if you don't mind because i think we have some
0: recommend we've been discussing about how to um, to address this so please contact me all right anyone, did you want to did you want to talk
11: yes uh, primero un saludo para todos los que estén participando y mis mejores deseos para todas sus familias amigos y todo y esperando que estén protegidos que estén todos con salud ya que estamos tratando esta situación muy difícil. Eh, desde mi casa eh, estoy tratando de hacer lo posible por uh, contestarles a las personas que me están preguntando sobre la situación desde los pagos que se van a enviar. Okay. He tratado de sacar información y pues solo compartir lo que dicen oficialmente. Nada personal porque tengo que dar lo único que esté ya en público. Okay. Eh, una de las cosas que me preocupa más ahorita es lo que está sucediendo con estas personas que son declaradas esenciales y que están saliendo a trabajar, que se están arriesgando, trabajadores del campo principalmente, y yo sé que se están haciendo algunos esfuerzos para soportarlos económicamente, pero ¿cuánto riesgo va a seguir pasando a estas personas por falta a veces de una buena coordinación? Lo mismo con las personas que están en cárceles, que están detenidos. Entonces hay mucho de qué preocuparnos Y lo poquito que ustedes y yo podemos hacer, yo creo que lo podemos compartir y es lo okay. que podemos hacer desde nuestras casas, ¿verdad? Entonces, antes que todo, darle las gracias a ustedes por estar haciendo este tipo de, de, de contacto y, y lo poquito que se pueda compartir, pues, darlo a los demás, ¿verdad? Esperando que todos podamos salir adelante.
2: Okay. Me preocupa gracias.
11: ver que en las tiendas he salido, porque tengo que salir una vez a la semana, Me preocupa ver mucha gente que sigue sin respetar esta situación de usar una mascarilla, van con familias a las tiendas, llevan pequeños, llevan sus hijos, los están arriesgando y hasta ven a uno con la mascarilla y se hacen a un lado. Hay que ser conscientes que la mascarilla no es para, más que para protegerme a mí y proteger a los demás. Pero la gente sigue pensando que el que trae una mascarilla es porque ya está infectado. Nos hace falta más información al respecto. Así que... Thank you, glasses. Thank you, thank you. Excellent point. Uh, Maria, did you want to summarize that for
0: him? Yeah,
1: I was just going to say it can help. Uh, and if you guys jump in, uh, if, I, if I miss something. So uh, the first introduction was, you know, I hope, thank you for everybody. I hope everyone is safe and healthy. Uh, right now I'm doing everything possible to answer questions about payments that are being distributed. Um, I'm, wor- I'm worried about essential workers who are, are deemed essential but are out there uh, and at risk of contracting the virus. I know that there's work being done to coordinate. However, many people are still going to be at risk because of the lack of coordination that is happening. Uh, We still need to be sharing information. Um, I worry because in my weekly outings to the store, I see people uh, going out uh, without using proper protective gear. Um, They're out with their kids and their families and uh, we have to be conscientious uh, and use protective gear. You know, I see that uh, some families are um, distancing, while they're not using the gear, they're distancing from people who are wearing masks because they think that they have contracted the virus, and that's not necessarily true, so we have to be sharing information.
0: Thank you. Wow, that was really good. Uh, thank you, you really well. Um, I, think in, uh, I think in closing, for some of the messaging to our community is, is about them doing better their- and uh, I know it's tough to be isolated, but sometimes we need to be able to help each other and remind one another uh, how to take precautions. All right, everyone. Um, in respect to time, I want to thank you again. One of the things I ask is that if you believe within your networks that these meetings are, uh, are helpful and you want to invite more people to come, please share the, the, uh, the Zoom link and the invitation. The more the better. I know every week it changes and it fluctuates depending on what's going on and a lot is happening. I do see one um, uh, comment and I'll close by Nancy. Um, Maria, do you see that that comment? My name is uh, My name is Rosa Benicio. do you read that? Do you see that Maria? Yeah, I see it. You want me to read it? Yeah, then there's another um, one we can
1: close. My name is Rosa Venancio, nonprofit employee, community advocate for information, bilingual and working from home. But if there's any need for information and if there's need for bilingual Spanish, English interpretation or translation, I can help out. I'm not a certified interpreter, but let me know if I can help in any way by phone. Uh, I'm in the Olympia Lacey area.
0: Thank you, Rosa. All right? Uh Yeah. There's another comment before. From
1: Nancy. It's super important that as a community, we advocate that if we have to take our children out with us to the store, they too wear face masks. I've read many yes. stories about families out in the store wearing masks, but their children are not. All right.
0: All right, everyone. Um, I think, Padia, anything you want to say before we close?
1: No, just a continued. Thank you for everybody joining. Uh, we do consistently see that uh, you guys are, are here. Uh, We are probably, well not probably, I know that we're around the 70 to 80 uh, participant rate um, during our calls. So uh, we can't do this without you. And the information that you share is being funneled up to agencies into the governor's office to help shape um, the response that is happening. So um, you guys are are crucial, essential. and, And again, thank you.
0: Thank you everyone. See
11: you next week.
10: Gracias.
11: Thank you. Saludo a todos. Cuídense por favor.
10: Gracias, Juanito. Bye. Maria, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still
0: here. Hey, um gracias. Bye. Any resources for